Welcome to the No Season 2 podcast where me and my good friend Megan, we rewatch TV shows that only lasted one season. And for our first season, we're doing My So-Called Life. We're up to episode five, The Zit, the original air date, September 22nd, 1994. Before we get into the episode, Megan, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I, As we were discussing earlier, I started watching The Last of Us and mm-hmm. watched episode three, which should have come with a content warning for <laughs> making you super depressed. But I'm, I'm here. Much like the people, some of the people in the show, I survived. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, if they end up doing a season two, I know they're, I know it's been greenlit, but if they don't do a season two, we'll do that for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a <laughs> so whole, you, just five podcast episodes on that one, one, we, we, one we'll single episode. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Where Megan cries on air. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, not too bad. I been drinking a ton. And then I didn't, I didn't drink at all on Thursday and I felt worse Friday, which is really bizarre. Uh, <laughs> The, the Your body one, wasn't used to that. Yeah, yeah. I was like the one night, the one night that I didn't have like drinks. The next day, I felt the crappiest. So I was like, ugh. People, I think what it is is like, I was like, people live their life like this. This is crazy. <laughs> I did make a nice big batch of macaroni and cheese from scratch. I believe you were talking about that last week. Yeah. After we went off air. Yeah, it was like every. How to turn out? Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a pain in the ass because you got to. It is a lot of work. Yeah, you got to make your own roux. You got to shred your own cheese because you don't want to use like. Is the packaged cheese because no, 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 it's no. got that stuff. Right, right, right. So it, it looked good. I mean, I took it out of the oven. I was like, hey, man, I might be actually good at this. And then I, it wasn't like a Christmas vacation like, scene where <laughs> exactly. it like, looks good on the outside and you like go in to pull some cheese out. It's not cooked at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like a pretty uneventful week. Just uh, nothing, nothing too exciting. I happened to watch uh, our latest episode twice. Well, what I usually do is I watch the episode Friday. Yeah. Just watch it. And then Sunday morning before we record a podcast, I watch it again with notes. And uh, I think I Let's get a segue to talk about The Zit, episode five. So, Maggie, why don't you give us a synopsis? Of- I wrote this down. We'll see if I can read my handwriting. So, the overarching storyline of this is Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. They're reading Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis in English class. And I think they're still, they're still trying to replace the original English teacher. And I think they've still got the Spanish teacher filling in. There's a mother-daughter fashion show happening to benefit the battered women's shelter, I think. So that's a, a good cause for mm-hmm. this. Patty's trying to get Angela to do the show with her. And the same with Sharon's mom, we find out. At school, there is a poll of the sophomore girls, resulting in a list that comes out. Rayanne gets most slut potential. Mm-hmm. which she seems to be over the moon about. <laughs> I don't know if you got the same impression that I did. Yeah. I think Sharon gets along the lines of largest breasts or best breasts of the sophomore girls, mm-hmm. and it makes her feel self-conscious. Angela doesn't make the list, and Angela starts thinking that has to do with her small chest and the zit on her chin that she's ugly. So mm-hmm. this is, you know, Sharon's feeling self-conscious, Angela's feeling self-conscious. We learn that Patty's also feeling self-conscious about aging. Um, because she's struggling with her own insecurities and she becomes a little bit blind as to the reason why Angela doesn't want to do the pageant with her. Mm-hmm. They eventually talk about it and Angela tells her that she feels ugly and that she thinks her mom also feels that way about her. Patty assures her that she doesn't and they come, you know, to the 45 minute <laughs> episode understanding of the issue. Angela doesn't 
do the pageant, but she suggests that her mom does it with her little sister, Danielle, because Mm -hmm. Danielle was feeling also self-conscious about not being asked to do the pageant with her mom. She was feeling a little bit middle child syndrome without being the middle child, I think. Mm -hmm. I wrote down some points that I think are worth discussing. Okay, okay. I think that you'll also want to talk about this. Ricky and Brian's budding friendship. I have that in my notes of like things that I I want to see the the Ricky and Brian uh, relationship. We basically also have Ricky discussing gender identity versus sexuality in a very concise mm-hmm. way. We have Jordan not understanding that metamorphosis, the story was fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to ask that. We have the Angela and Sharon bathroom scene. We have the Malcolm X speech video mm-hmm. that they're watching. And yeah, I think those are those are some of the high the high points that I got from the episode. Uh, I got a couple things. It's funny. So like people have been asking me about our podcast, our My So-Called Life podcast. And I ran into somebody last night who asked about the podcast and they're big fans of the show and uh, they can't wait for us to, to air our episodes. And she was said something about Brian Krakow that I didn't really realize. I know we touched on him being kind of uh, not one of our favorites, not mm-hmm. our favorite guys. And she said it was like a, a trope that you don't see that they actually do is like the nice guy who's secretly kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of Krakow. I mean, he was staring at Sharon's chest a lot a after lot. that yeah, list yeah. came out. And yeah, I have a lot of feelings and on this episode because I he, I related to this episode a lot for some sure. reason. I mean, like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to do the majority of talking because for me, as, as far as an episode goes, this was not, I don't know if say it's one of my favorites, but like we got some strong Sharon content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a new character introduced. That is Kyle. Right. Sharon's, <laughs> I was Sharon's like, who? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Vinovich. Which, is, uh, shockingly, not the worst man on the show. Kind of not the best either. He's no, like, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the best, but... Not not the worst. Yeah, I, I think I did a pretty good job of like showing it how like teenage boys are pretty much not that not that smart. Oh, he's like, definitely he about, not all there. Yeah, yeah. Which she asked him about like the other qualities that yeah, he like. Yeah, he, he said smile. Mm-hmm. And that you're and usually it, you're usually in a good mood, except yeah, not yeah, for yeah. right now. Except well, for right now. I wonder I why like, that hey. is, Kyle. You yeah, and yeah. your jock friends. Yeah, exactly. So we did get to have our introduction to Kyle. Kyle was actually wearing an outfit that I do remember having. In, in, <laughs> was uh, it the V-neck like sweater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I guess like my spirit animal was either Kyle or Boys and Men. I was kind of going for somewhere in the middle there. And I did before. But yeah, he was rocking that V-neck joint. I was like, yeah, I think I remember having that. It was giving to me, maybe because I've seen 90210, the original, so many times. Mm-hmm. He was giving giving Steve Sanders in that outfit because I'm pretty sure Steve wore that on an episode. And there was also a mother-daughter fashion show on 90210. So everybody was just kind of doing the same thing in the 90s. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, there's like, I mean, had 19 episodes to fill. I mean, we're only on episode five and we're already seeing things from other TV shows. One of the things that, like, kind of jumps out at me as far as, like, an episode of television, we, one of our segments is Best Fit. There's a lot of cool outfits yeah, this in this episode. this episode was bumping with it was, it was that kind of <laughs> <laughs> I have best fit of just someone that walked past in the background. Uh, so my, my best fit, my best fit winner is only on screen for two seconds. Yeah. So yeah, Ricky, of course, our 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 guy was killing it with the he outfits was. this week. That V-neck they had in the beginning. I like the vest mm-hmm. over like the graphic vest over a different kind of long sleeve shirt. I think that's kind of a hot look. I tried to do a vest when I work retail. Someone sure. said, "Excuse me, sir." So I did not wear a vest again. <laughs> <laughs> Angela overalls. I thought this was like a really, really cool like a fashion vibe. episode. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. She had the overalls with the flannel shirt over over the overalls. So I thought was kind of a hot look. The one person whose look I did not care too much for was our English teacher with that terrible soul patch. Oh my god, I did right. <laughs> I have a note that is what is up with this teacher's soul mm. patch is my note. <laughs> That's all it. He was like, well, "Are you the lead singer of a fucking Smash Mouth cover band?" You look. <laughs> he looked insane. He did look insane. One of the things that I have in my notes is like, did this episode of television invent social media? Because of the list? Because of the list and like, likes and his, I, I actually, I wrote that as a joke. I thought okay. it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I was going to say, but I don't know. Clearly it wasn't. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> Workshop that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like the top 40 girls. Felt very uh, social network. The beginnings of like uh, why, why Facebook like was started. Like a hot or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting, but only interesting for me. <laughs> Maybe because as a girl, it's different. I had a different, I had true. a different reaction to so, everything that happened in this episode. <laughs> the the list is that something that happened in your high school? Do you? I'm thinking back to middle school because middle school for me was much worse than high school. Mm -hmm. There wasn't so much a list as a burn email going mm -hmm. around, and I made that for being burned. And it was basically this is what they came up with: Why is Megan so fat? Nobody knows. So I'm not into these lists as much as Rayanne okay. is. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that part was kind of weird. Oh, oh, getting back to the fashion thing. I, one of the things I have in my notes is uh, Ricky makes a reference to uh, Mary Kwan. Yes, yes. Who is, a, uh, as you know, was a fashion designer who actually died a few weeks ago. I missed that when yeah. I was refreshing my memory of. Yeah. She's, you know, responsible for sort of the mod look in London. I thought that was a very cool reference. Also, we we bang up Graham every week about something. This is this wasn't like a he's always trying to get laid, which yeah. I find to be kind of I can pick a, I can pick a thing to <laughs> Oh, because I thought the RuPaul reference was actually pretty good. Well, the RuPaul reference was good. However, when your wife asks you about wrinkles on her face, oh, yeah, well. you don't say you notice them. You just be like, What are you talking about? You're ridiculous. You look beautiful. Graham cannot do the bare fucking minimum. Yeah, he can. He can't get out of his own way. No, he really can't. So, Graham thoughts. <laughs> That's my Graham thought for the week. As far as like a scene that I enjoyed, like, so there was two bathroom scenes with yeah. uh, Angela and Sharon. I thought the second bathroom scene was pretty well written. It was. The first bathroom scene was rough. Well, that was harsh. It was really bad because Angela comes in and tries to sort of make conversation with Sharon, asking her if her mom is making her do this fashion show. And then Sharon doesn't respond. And Angela, you know, says, I didn't realize I couldn't talk to you. And then Sharon basically saying, I'm sorry that you only want to talk to me when it's convenient for you. Mm -hmm. You ignore me every day in school, but when it's convenient for you, you want to talk to me. And then Sharon tells Angela to go pop her sit. And then that sort of, you see Angela's face change to be really malicious mm -hmm. and say, yeah. oh, congratulations on making the list, both of them, yeah. about her breasts. Sharon's face is kind of heartbreaking. And then yeah, Angela no, recognizes what she did and, I don't know, doesn't have the emotional maturity to apologize no. and, for being out of line. 
Angela on the, on, on the low kind of eviscerated her with yeah. that statement. I was like, ooh. Also, one of the things that I found kind of interesting is like, what part of the school was Sharon in? Because when you finally see, when you see the list, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. How could she, she not didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know. And then Brian wouldn't tell her. I don't condemn it, but I don't condone it. That, yeah, <laughs> that was so I, Brian's I, take on that. Yeah, the nice guy who's like secretly kind of awful. A creeper who lives in a tree and peeps on exactly. you. Exactly. Right, just riding his bicycle in circles right in front of your <laughs> House. <laughs> Do you know the, one of the things that sticks out of my mind about this episode is like how awful was that band? Which band? Oh, the the school band. I blocked yeah, it out. School. They were. It was pretty. They bad. were not hitting the notes, and the notes no, they no. were hitting were not on the not on the sheet music. Yeah. That was. I was like, <laughs> maybe because oh, they were all too oh. busy looking at Sharon's chest. Is why they were playing poorly. Yeah, I wonder if the teacher even knew about this list too. Just like called her out to like. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Can we talk about how Angela Zit wasn't really like that bad? No, no, no. I mean, as far as zits go, it's like I wasn't like, oh my gosh. Also, it was on her chin. Yeah, it wasn't really like that noticeable. And like the more you pick at it, the more it does become noticeable. So settle down, Angela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In middle school, I had a zit basically like in the middle of my forehead, like between my eyebrows. And my seventh grade math science teacher was like, oh, are you doing an Indian thing? So let's cancel him, Mr. Jacobson, for being culturally insensitive and for commenting on a middle school girl's appearance. Canceled, sir. Wow, that's ridiculous. I've gotten them in my eyebrow and I think maybe in my nose. Oh, in the nose hurts really bad. (laughs) In the nose is pretty pretty painful. And I've got a pretty big nose, so... (laughs) Okay, as far as an episode goes, I guess it was basically talk about the evolution of like, the, I guess, uh, the mother and the daughter relationship, whether it's uh, Sharon's mom and mm-hmm. Sharon's mom makes a point to tell her that that like Sharon actually told her about the list in school, yeah. which I thought was kind of. And then Patty's like, well, I guess you wouldn't tell me about it because she didn't make it. Yeah. She has this great line. Patty has this great line. And I was like, oh, no, we're, we're usually in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sharon's mom says, you didn't hear about this, hear about the list. And Patty's like, we're usually in the back. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We're usually in the back. Now, as far as an episode goes, it's like, I guess you had more to relate to this one than that than I did. <laughs> so there's the metamorphosis of the relationship between, you know, mothers and daughters. And I would say also a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm people's outside view perception of you when you're younger you you don't think about it because it's like not happening but when it becomes more apparent you really start to internalize that yeah a lot oh totally and it's interesting because angela was jealous of sharon for having a large chest and sharon was jealous Mm. of angela for having a small chest because it meant for her that no one would comment on it right having been in high school my first semester of high school a boy in my math class said something about my chest the size of it and so I said something to him and the teacher I probably said like fuck off (laughs) the teacher took us both outside of the classroom and made us apologize to each other oh wow and he got teacher of the year later so (laughs) that award means nothing throw Matthew Broderick an election kind of deal (laughs) (laughs) so I guess at least in this episode none of the teachers were commenting on anybody's appearance or that is very true because this could have this could have gone off the rails real quick had that had happened (laughs) I don't know we put a lot of emphasis on what people look like obviously and you also see that with Patty aging going to the beauty counter with Angela and the creeper at the counter is like oh beautiful skin and she Mm -hmm. realizes that he's talking to Angela and then he's like Mm -hmm. oh we have a cream that could you know really really diminish those fine lines 
for you, which is not the way to sell anything. Exactly. It's, is, is it just me or, or maybe because I watch a lot of like OJ Simpson content? <laughs> Did that guy look a little bit like Ron Goldman? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit like Ron Goldman. If like, you gave him some glasses. Like or... <laughs> we probably should be laughing about that. <laughs> yeah, if you gave him some glasses and return back to Nicole. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Get edit that out. I don't yeah, want... no, we're leaving that in. We're leaving that in. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that part in. One of the things that's like different than this episode than the other episodes that I have in my notes is like we actually get a post credit scene. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. And it, again, it's more of like the sort of like fashion stuff. Ricky and like- Rayanne and Angela are at Angela's house with Patty's, I can't even remember the name of it. <laughs> the dress form. American gal. <laughs> with uh, the dress form and all the fabric and they're right. being happy and being teens, I guess. <laughs> So, so we, of course, dance around this subject and we, we might as well get into it. What was your favorite fit of this episode? Okay, so I have two. So I really liked the outfit that Angela wore at the end when she's at the yeah, mother-daughter fashion show. It's like a, a deep red velvet goth dress. Big fan. But then there's a scene where Angela, Rayanne, and Ricky are walking outside of the school and this girl walks behind them and she's wearing a brownish floral skirt that's long, a black t-shirt and a black oversized cardigan and then a black beret. Oh, <laughs> snap! He's on the screen for like one second, but that fit is amazing that's incredible good call (laughs) good call mine is also equally only for like a split second so when the kids are in the classroom watching the malcolm x video Mm -hmm. as they're panning i guess like across the screen and you see different kids watching the video there's a guy in the back who's wearing a black public enemy jacket (laughs) (laughs) i missed that i was so caught up in that speech and how angela was really responding to yeah, it's it's straight out of night. It's Wasn't really, really awesome. Meant for her, but she was responding. To no, 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 she was responding to it. And that part of the speech, which is like a very small part of the speech, but like, yeah, there's a guy in the back who's wearing a black kind of nylon public enemy mm. jacket. Very, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. That level of a public enemy, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to go back and watch this episode a third time because this yeah, episode is a lot of outfits. There's a lot of cool outfits, but that was that was my favorite. We're moving right along with the categories. Who is your big? Let's do loser first because I have a I have a big winner. In mind. <laughs> who's your big? Who's your big loser in this episode? I have two big losers. All the okay. All the jocks that put together the list, and then the beauty counter guy. He was beauty fucking counter awful. Sucks. He was the worst. Yeah. You don't need to be like oh beautiful skin to like a teenage girl, and then like tell the mom she's an old hag, and she's probably like. Right. Well, I mean, they don't say the ages of the parents. I've tried googling this multiple times, but if we're going with the age of that actress Bess Armstrong she was 40 mm-hmm. which is a couple years older than me <laughs> like yeah. that's not there's a lot of talk about how how Patty talks about women as they age become expendable people don't mm-hmm. you know their youth is gone their beauty has gone what purpose could a woman have beyond right. those two things but men get better with age basically is the <laughs> sentiment not always true but that beauty counter I, guy with his oh this won't help your wrinkles go away yeah, yeah no I thought that was weird and it, it, it helps to have diverse like writers rooms uh, and, yeah and 
would have been nice of like someone, hey, how about we don't do that? Let's like try something different and like. Well, it was the 90s. Yeah, it is very, it was very, it's very 90s, like part of, uh, of television. Now, instead of anti aging, it's like pro aging. Right. You want to age well. Back then, yeah. it was like, you old hag, get, yeah, yeah, get yeah, in yeah, a bunker. Right. You shouldn't be out. You're past your Nobody expiration date. You. <laughs> ugly cow. Gross, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy can go walk off a cliff. I hate that guy. Yeah, no, that was that was kind of brutal. My biggest loser is Catalano. <laughs> Jordan is my my big loser in this episode. Did you? I want to hear so, the explanation for this. Well, all right. So it goes back to like a conversation I was I was talking to uh, a friend of mine last night, and she was saying she's from Ohio, places uh, like Ohio and Pennsylvania. I asked her, I was like, "Isn't it weird that like this dude would have been held back and was still in school with these guys?" <laughs> She's like, no, because like at the time, it was like the 80s, 90s, like having a school for like dumb kids, so we'll say that. It was like, that wasn't a thing. It was a part of the school that you were in. So like if you were in like a, a smaller school district, yeah. well, this may have, like in Pittsburgh, a suburb of Pittsburgh or a place like in Ohio, like you have to, you were in school until you graduated and that's just how it worked. Well, he mentions to Brian when he comes in the classroom, he's asking basically Brian to explain metamorphosis to him because he has to write a paragraph about right. it. And he says, if I don't do it, they'll send me to remedial. They'll send me back to remedial. So he got out. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> somehow. And then they could send him back. And I was I was discussing his age because he's a sophomore, right? Right. He's, a, he's in the same grade. So he's been held back twice. So he's a 17-year-old sophomore. Correct. So he's going to be like pushing if he continues to not be held back. He would be pushing 20 by the time he graduated. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, no, I mean, no like... No offense uh, to anyone he... listening that took this long to graduate oh, no, high school. <laughs> no, no, no hate whatsoever. But like... Like, uh, his Brian's face when he's talking about it is I don't know if that actor took that note or he just did it on his own. His face was like the way I felt when he was when he was talking Franz Kafka to uh, Jordan Kalana. He just was like, Ugh. <laughs> he, <laughs> Man, I got to be in school with this fucking guy. <laughs> Maybe they should send him back to remedial. Maybe like, they should or keep him there. <laughs> or just, hey, man, how about we get you in, in, in this GED program because school is kicking your ass. But could he pass a GED? I don't know. He's my big loser this week because, like, I thought he was a complete waste. He he really like, didn't bring anything. He kind of To didn't. be honest, I think it's just setting up for a later episode. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, sure, sure, sure. But he brought, like, absolutely nothing except a conversation between him, Brian, and Ricky talking about metamorphosis. And they all kind of bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, he's a big dummy. <laughs> Who's your big winner this week? Okay, this is going to sound super corny, but I think the big winners at the end were Sharon, Patty, and Angela because they found within themselves sort mm -hmm. of the answer to the things that were being discussed. Sure. Uh, I have Sharon as my big winner this week. We got a very, very strong Sharon performance. I mean, she's got more layers than we have seen in the first four episodes. And I actually kind of enjoyed like looking at, like looking at her, like listening <laughs> to her talk about <laughs> I was like, I was like, this episode. Send you back to remedial. <laughs> exactly. I enjoyed like listening to her, like talk about the things that she's, she's going through. So um, uh, we got a very, very strong, strong Sharon episode. So she was able one. to distill the metamorphosis more quickly than Brian could for Jordan and put it in a way I think that Jordan could understand, which is Correct. just because someone changes how they look on the outside, they're, they're still the same on the inside. Right. And I think that was a remedial enough for <laughs> Jordan to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, strong Sharon episode. So as you know, Megan, every week we, we talk about the music. <laughs> 
in this, so uh, this episode. <laughs> we uh, we had a we had a weak one last week. Last week was uh, the Grateful Dead, and that was Althea. But we've got a very very strong <laughs> one, very very strong one this week. So why don't you tell us all about Enigma's return to innocence? It was. It just had such like that song had the boot on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s. If you were up late watching TV, every commercial break, it would be the Pure Moods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pure Moods CD for sale. And that is like the lead song on that CD. And someone was kind enough to create the Pure Moods 1994 original playlist on Spotify, <laughs> which I listened to yesterday after I watched. Because I was like, oh man, this song. It's a nostalgic 90s feel. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of ties in with Return. I don't know, return to innocence for, for these characters at the end of the episode. It kind of, it's kind of on the nose. I, you know, it's funny, like when you texted me the other day uh, <laughs> about, uh, it was like amazing needle drop. And I, I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, <laughs> 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 so that might be one of, one of the better needle drops we've had first five episodes. I've I thoroughly enjoyed that scene with that music playing. When that song came on, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you felt seen? I was like so excited for this song. It's kind of lame how excited I was for it but it was such a you just had to be there man you just had to be there in the 90s and like how like much of a chokehold this song had on everybody at the time you're up late you're watching like the show Viper at like 2 a.m. and this Pure Moods commercial comes on and you've got Return to Innocence and then like further down you've got Sadness by Enigma mm-hmm. also. Pure Moods also has Crockett's theme from Miami Vice, so. Oh, whoa. Go find, go I, find I, that place. <laughs> I've been, I was thinking about doing a Miami Vice rewatch a few years back, well, during the pandemic, and then I got like episode three, I was like, all right, I think I'm done. <laughs> <You're> like, I'm <laughs> <not."> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, this is fine. This existed in my mind in the 80s and that hasn't, and hasn't, hasn't been there since. So. <laughs> Poor Miami Vice. Yep. Poor Crockett and Tubbs. Poor Crockett and Tubbs. There, there was one year I wanted to do that. One of my friends was like, we dressed up as Crockett and Tubbs. We could go as Crockett and Tubbs. We could. I've got like, Don, I've got, I could do Don Johnson's hair. I just got to blow dry it, it back. back. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get like a uh, match white blazers and roll yeah. things up. <laughs> yeah. This could be good. <laughs> I mean, I hate this. I, I would grow my hair. I, I am committed, that committed to a costume. Have you ever, have you ever done Lethal Weapon as a costume? No, because like. Because <laughs> we could also do that say, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I I just because I am getting older I just would hate to say I'm getting too old for this shit like, who has uh, it worse in this buddy costume the person maybe playing Mel Gibson's character because <laughs> Mel Gibson's character plus we'd be playing cops I don't know how I feel about that well you'd also be doing that with Miami Vice that is true that is true shit but at least they were cooler there's some there's some copaganda in the yeah, Weapon they had cooler like, outfits they, on Miami yeah. Vice yeah, exactly. They drove nice cars. Yeah, there's yeah, there's there's some copaganda in the Lethal Weapon movies that I'm kind of not that into. I mean, every cop show has copaganda. You just kind of yeah filter yeah. it. If if I wasn't able to just filter it out, I wouldn't be able to watch Law and Order, and my life revolves around Law and Order. That is true. A movie that I that I enjoy that I just put on whenever is The Departed. And my one of my favorite scenes is with the cop on TV. It was like, except for a cop on TV, it's like <laughs> the ones that are full of shit. <laughs> it's like every cop is full of shit, especially the ones on TV. <laughs> Every time I watch Law and Order, I'm just like, oh, I know the NYPD would not. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, they they wouldn't react that way. So, Meg, what are your what are your big predictions for episode six? 
Oh, I mean, I did read, I did read the little blurb for episode six, mm-hmm. The Substitute. And it's like, uh, the sub comes in and, you know, I think it's going to be like, he's supposed to be attractive and like the girls are going to, yeah. Oh, really? That's, like that, if I had to guess, based on that five word sentence of the Hulu description, it would be that. They're, the substitute is Harrison Ford in the beginning of uh, <laughs> yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I mean, there was also like a 9021 episode with this too. That really uh, the right. summer the summer teacher that comes in to teach drama. Oh sure, who yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, Elvis, who actually played Elvis in like a TV show. So he did. My big prediction is like I want to see more of this uh, Brian Crack. We did Vasquez, get uh, a lot of it, and I have to say, did, as much yeah. as I hate Brian, <laughs> as much as I hate Brian, have revoked his winner of the week <laughs> before. Mm-hmm. It was nice to Mm -hmm. see him and Ricky connect because at the beginning, Ricky is in the girls' bathroom and I think Rayanne says, so-and-so thinks you want to get a sex change, Mm -hmm. which like language of the 90s, that's not, you know. Right. And he says, I don't get why people don't understand that I don't want to be a girl, I just want to hang out with the girls Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But then he decides that he's like not going to hang out in the girls' bathroom anymore. (laughs) How him and Brian end up talking is they're in a year next to each other and then they connect over seeing Kyle and Sharon and then there's a conversation Ricky explains eyeliner to Brian about how Mm -hmm. like Egyptians use it to ward off evil spirits and right it's a cool scene Brian is like oh so do you do that he's he's like no I'm Catholic I just like the way it looks and Brian goes yeah I guess I can understand that I can understand that I thought that was very cool I mean they're supposed to be like outcasts that that found each other so I'm just there for whatever their friendship or their romance please not a romance Ricky can do better. Not, not a romance. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Ricky's already kind of like slumming it for friends. We don't. That is true. Ran. Ran sucks. Yeah. Another sucking Ran was like during class. It's just like, gets Ricky to leave class. My guy's trying to get an education. In the bathroom, when the second bathroom scene with Angela and Sharon, Ran comes in and basically Angela stops talking to Sharon right as Ran comes in. And Ran is like, well, you can be friends with her if you want. You can still be yeah, friends with her. But if you, you know, Ran does not feel that way. No. She's hard to like. She kind of is. Even knowing sort of her limited background that we have so far, she's really hard to like and really hard to sympathize with. It's early on in the episode, and we, we didn't mention this in the beginning of the podcast, but we should, we'll go and mention it now. There was like a social event, whether it was like a football mm, game yeah. or something like that, and uh, Angela's like, should we be going to that? Yeah. Brianna's like, no. It's like, hey, Angela, you could make a choice on your own. Yeah, you don't have to be... You don't have to be friends with yeah, this soul sucker. Yeah, so there's a bit Brianna of that. Brianna so, like a thing with the The first episode, she's like comparing her feet with Angela... Mm-hmm. And then she's talking about, oh, have you seen her feet? And then this girl who got like best legs, she's like, oh, have you seen her ankles? They look like hams. (laughs) Rayan needs needs therapy and not whatever therapy they're offering in this school. Get to the end. We'll we'll do a like if where where are they now? Where do you think Rand is now? Where do you think Angela is now? Where do you think Krakow is now? We'll get we'll do that at the end. (laughs) Well, folks, that has been episode five, the zit. Looking forward to talking to you next week about episode six. Good to see you as always, Megan. I'm looking forward to next week, sort of. <laughs> <If> the, <laughs> maybe not if this little summary pans out, but we'll see. 